0: Welcome to the Gate Crashers podcast, where we storm the gates of publishing and dare to talk about the realities of the industry. I'm your ivory tower representative, Amanda Ledeke, literary agent and vice president at McGregor and Ledeke.
1: And I'm your self-publishing insider, Therese Crowe, novelist and speaker.
0: We had a listener submission recently, which basically asked, it, it asks a question that I hear a lot. Awesome, Um, and that is is self publishing the ticket to getting a traditional book deal. Hmm. I think there are a lot of assumptions about this one. Yeah, at least that's what I get when I talk with authors who are you know aspiring to be traditionally published. They just tend to assume, well, if I can self publish and do it well, then that means I'm going to get a traditional book deal. Exactly. And it's just not as (laughs) clear as
1: right. It can be seen as, you know, well, I can't get across the Creek just jumping over it, but I can take stepping stones to get to the other side. And the answer to this question is not yes. And it's not no, right. It's just both.
0: Right. Right. And so, yeah, so we're going to talk about All of those factors, at least as many as I can remember or think of, um, that go into that decision as to whether it could be a stepping stone for someone, whereas it wouldn't be a stepping stone for another person. But I also want to just kind of give like a brief history lesson on this whole approach. Fantastic. If I might, if I may. Um, And people can feel free to correct me if I'm off on this, but my understanding of this, of the whole self-pub to trad pub strategy started with an author named Amanda Hawking who did very well self-publishing I want to say more than 10 years ago got a multi-million traditional book deal and they from what I understand they bought her indie books put them out under their under like Penguin Random House or whoever it was who bought the books mm-hmm. and she became a traditional author and to wild success. I mean, it went off great. It was, it was a, it was a hit. Um, Other authors have replicated that. The, um, is his name Hugh Howie, the author of the book Wool, and I'm blanking on his name and I'm so sorry about that, but that also happened with him where he self-published. Saw success was picked up by a traditional book publisher. They published the book Wool that was had been successful self-published. Like anyway, he's, he's one who has done well. Um, however, we are seeing less and less of those kinds of success stories. Yeah. Um, for a variety of reasons, I imagine. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yes. I certainly tried a number of times to get authors to that finish line. Um, I've worked with authors who had solid sales records and tried to land them traditional book deals, but was not able to. I worked with authors who had lots of self-published books under their belts and wild followings, but still Mm -hmm. was not able to land traditional book deals for them. Mm -hmm. Um, And it tended to all boil down to a couple of variables that publishers really... They really heavily consider when they make their decision whether or not to take an author from self-pub to trad pub. So the first one that they heavily consider is they want to know the author's sales numbers year over year. Mm -hmm. They want to know not only that you've sold a ton of books, but that your sales volume is increasing with every passing year, meaning you are getting more readers, more followers, and you are growing in popularity. Popularity as an author, right? Um, so that's the first thing they want to know. The second thing they want to know after they after you tick that box, the second thing they want is, okay, so then what's the price that was paid per book sold? <laughs> if your price point is ninety nine cents, you are not getting picked up. You're not you get, cannot you no. cannot get that that
1: readership who's been paying for your book a dollar a book to then go down to Barnes and Noble and pay $17.99, $21.99 for right. a hardcover copy or $10.99 for a soft cover or $7.99 for the digital version. It's not gonna happen. You can always lower your price, you can never raise it again.
0: Right. That is exactly right. And a lot of the books that have been successful self-pub books have a price point $3.99, $2.99, mm-hmm. $0.99. Cents. They tend to hover in that area that is just not going to help. It's just not going to work if the author right. transitioned to trad pub. Mm-hmm. Books sold more in the seven ninety nine dollars to $8.99 category. Are more appealing to publishers but typically it's really hard to get your if you're a self-published if you're a self-published author it can be very hard to get those price points to work Mm -hmm. from my understanding of it Mm -hmm.
1: yeah well and that's because like you said the overwhelming majority of self-published authors on amazon if it's a full-length novel it it should not be priced lower than 2.99 one because of the length and two because Lower than that, and you're just making at 2.98, you make a lot less in royalties than you do at 2.99. So yeah, that's that's why the floor starts where it starts. For what it's worth, the advice that I've heard for pricing your book is at the higher end of the scale, price it for basically a dollar for every 10,000 words of your book, and the very minimal of that should be about fifty cents for every 10,000 words of your book. Mm. And you won't, that's thats kind of the area you want to be in to avoid getting those reviews that say, I can't believe I paid $3.99 for a book that was only a hundred pages long. Mm. Cause you will get, you'll get bombed for that kind of stuff too.
0: Yeah, Ugh. it's its so hard for pricing. And that's why publishers ask about price because they've also been, they've also run into the situations where an author says, well, I moved 300,000 copies last year, but half of them were free or, you know, they were running as some kind of a deal, right? So publishers are, they have gotten smart about this over the years and they know the questions to ask to get to the bottom of it. Yeah.
1: And connecting that to your first point, um, you know, the definition of being in the black for a self-published author versus being in the black as a traditional house Those are two vastly different Mm -hmm. numbers. Like if you're a self-published author and you are putting out two books a year and you can count on about $20,000 per book that you're selling, uh, that's great. Mm -hmm. You are successful. Mm -hmm. You have, you have essentially a full-time income from your writing. You have made it. That is not going to cut it out of publisher, like the bar for what's financially successful for that publisher is so much higher, so much higher than if you're doing this on your own.
0: Right. I will never forget when I was talking with um, the owner of a small indie press and they were, they were pointing out this Kickstarter book project in which the author had raised, I want to say it was like $300,000 for their book project. And, and this, this pub, this publisher of, again, a small indie press was like, look at that. Traditional publishers, they missed out. And I said, uh, how many actual backers were there? Well, there were only like 2,500 backers. So yes, those backers were willing to pay a lot of money, but there weren't enough backers. Mm-hmm. To have made that book a success with a tradi- with a traditional publisher, right? So it was good for the author to do Kickstarter, and it yes, indie publishing was right for that author, and so that's why there are just so many variables in these numbers of what is right for one group is different for another group. Mm-hmm. And those numbers they don't always share, and they don't they just don't look the same from right group to group. Then the last thing that pub I've found that publishers look at is your active following. Again, you might be able to say that you had a number one Amazon bestseller and you moved X number of copies. But if you don't have an email newsletter list or a Facebook page or something Mm -hmm. to reflect an avid fan base, they're going to assume that you are not a household name. There are not people clamoring for your work. And you just kind of like fell into a little bit of luck. Right, um, And then they're just not going to be interested in it. So that's the third thing, the third kind of like hurdle that you need to cross before you would be appealing to, to a traditional publisher.
1: And a lot of this reminds me of the conversation I had with Will White over the summer. You know, when he started out, he wasn't expecting the kind of success that he got, and he has been able to maintain it and grow it over time. So I think that he is one of those people who, well... I know that he is one of those people that publishers would love mm-hmm. to pick up and he does check all of those boxes but there is this misconception that self-publishing is used only as a stepping stone yeah. to traditional publishing because you know for some people they either they don't want to give up that kind of control or they just they don't want to be that big or, quite frankly, if you're, if you're as successful as, as Will White, if you are hitting number one on Amazon or the top 10 in your genre, yeah. and you are able to pay your bills, why? Why, why would, would you? you give it up? Yeah. Yeah. Why would you hand it over to somebody else? And I think there's a few specific reasons, like, well, I want to be in bookstores, or that's all I got. I mean, for me, that's really... <laughs> That's the beginning and end of that
0: story anymore is that you want to be in bookstores. It is, especially for but, someone like him who he can foot the bill for his marketing for his ads because that's... Shoot, I'm pretty sure he could foot, he could, uh, foot the bill to get himself yes. in a bookstores at this point if he wanted yeah. to. I, I know
1: that the bar is lower for, for the definition of success for self-published authors, but that does not necessarily mean that you as an author, even if your sales quadruple, Uh, at a publishing house, that may not mean that you're seeing a dime more than you were on your own. Right. And at that point, why give up the control?
0: Right. Why give up your rights? Right. Exactly. Right. It's like you build a company. When you're Mm -hmm. a self-published author, you are a business owner. And when you build your business to the point where a traditional publisher is clamoring to work with you, Mm -hmm. it, you've made it, you've made it most of the time, those people aren't going to move over unless there is a really attractive thing drawing them, whether it's, I don't know exactly what what that would be, but you know, it's, you're right because business owners and entrepreneurs, I mean, goodness, we're hesitant to give up Mm -hmm. these things that we've spent so much time building. Yeah. Um, Okay. So
1: bookstores and connections. I think those would be the two big ones, like connections to make your book into something that is not a book, like a movie or a TV show, Right? Those, you know, yeah, then those, that yeah. I could see like, okay, we want to pick it up and we're, we're going to put it in it front that. of these four producers and we are positive. Somebody's yeah. going to want to option this somewhere. And yeah, they're probably right because goodness knows Netflix just needs content constantly.
0: Right. So yeah, they could bring that to the table. They bring to the table the whole like, well, you don't have to worry about running your business anymore which to some people might be appealing. I would say to most people who have made it that far is probably not that appealing. They don't right. mind running their business. If
1: you really hate running your business, you probably aren't going to be you know, successful right. to the degree that a publisher even has interest in you. So. Right. so
0: then on the flip side of this is the author who comes to me. And I've always run into these authors at conferences and they hand me their self-published book and they say, I have done everything I can to sell this book. Now I just need a publisher to help me take it to the next level. So this is like the flip side, um, right. where they're struggling with sales. Maybe they've sold 500 copies. If you know we're being generous, right? They can't get over that hump, and so they view publishers as the one, as the ones who are going to pick up the book. And suddenly it's going to be a bestseller. And that is just a misconception of how the business works and what a publisher's role is in the business. Right. Um, because goodness, if they knew how to take books that had a following of 500 and turn them into bestsellers, we'd all be a lot richer all than we All of the are. books would be
1: successful. <laughs>
0: right.
1: But I think, yes. And, and I know that person, um, and I think a lot of their expectation is, well, they can advertise this better than I can. Right. Well, they, I mean, I know who my individual reader is, but I don't know how to find them, but a publisher knows how to find them. Right. And you were just talking with me about how a lot of that is the author's job yeah. to bring to the publisher that I have done the research that I know that there is room in the market and I know yeah. who wants this book and I have written it to them. Yeah. And if you can't if you can't find your audience there's no yeah. way you actually wrote that book
0: yeah to the audience
1: if you don't know who it is
0: right and and the publisher does not have inroads in every niche no. reader group that there is that's the right. author's job if you if you write something for people who enjoy a certain hobby like rowing or something like that yes I mean that's so niche yeah so specific a publisher can they can they know the general sports magazines and Mm -hmm. athletes kinds of stuff Mm -hmm. but they don't have inroads to those unique groups and to the major clubs
1: that are regional and the people who are really just I mean you can't there's too many things in the world it's not doable so the,
0: the author has to bring that to the table otherwise it's just not it's just not gonna fly for any author out there hoping and wishing and wanting a self-published book or a self-published series or a self-published career to become a traditionally published book or career. Um, keep these things in mind, but at the end of the day, know that once you get there, you may not want the thing that you thought you wanted. Absolutely. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Gatecrashers Podcast. If you found value in this episode or in any of the episodes we've done, you can drop a tip in our tip jar. You can send a tip via PayPal. Simply use our link, paypal.me gatecrashers, or log into PayPal and search us using our username, which is at gatecrashers. And be sure to be here next week for a brand new episode.